0: Welcome back to the Carolina Outdoors. Each week we come in, the we, West Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here, and talk about things happening in our Carolina Outdoors and beyond. And this week is no exception. The segments we have broken down, but it's a little bit of a look back, West Lawson. And it's partly because when the Carolina Outdoors started, after Tom Desio left anyway, uh, WBT, for those of you who are joining us as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airwaves of WBT Radio, also available via podcast, our very first guest was a catfish guide in the Santee Cooper area of South Carolina, and that's how this version of the Carolina Outdoors started. So for our listeners, Wes, we're going to let you bring a little bit of wisdom to the the Santee Cooper area of South Carolina and what it is.
1: Well, you know, Bill, for most of us from South Carolina, we're too humbled to brag about some of these accomplishments. But the Santee Cooper area, specifically Lake Marion and Lake Moultrie, at the time was one of the largest public works projects in America. It was the largest land clearing project to date in the United States. 12,500 people cleared that land to make these two reservoirs, these two lakes, Marion Moultrie for hydroelectric power. And in the process, they helped create one of the most storied and successful freshwater fisheries in the lower 48. And yet, you don't put up billboards on the side of I-95 for nothing. And they certainly advertise some big fish. And I know Captain Darrell's going to tell us all about that, but just think about this for a minute, Bill. 12, well... Over 12,000 workers cleared 177,000 acres of swamp and forest land, including General Francis Marion's property. That is submerged under the lake. One of the largest earthen dams in the world, and at the time, the highest single lift lock in the world. So the boat goes in, the doors close, they fill it with water and raise a boat over 100 feet long, almost 75 feet up to get it from the eastern side of the river, into the lake. That's just incredible. And that was designed to help with commerce from the coast to the Midlands. So it's a big project full of fish now.
0: Full of fish, full of wildlife, and for someone, whether you're a beginner, uh, uh, an expert, or somewhere in between, this area between Columbia and Charleston, where Mm -hmm. these lakes reside, are worth seeing. But let's just go ahead and cut to the shortcut. I mean, you don't need to take your own boat down there necessarily to learn this Mm. water. You need to get a guide or maybe more importantly, a captain. A captain. And we'll find out what that difference is as we bring on our guest, Captain Daryl Smith from Captain Daryl's Guide Service. Captain Daryl, welcome. How you doing? Man, do you remember 25 years ago when we had Captain Daryl on the Carolina Outdoors when we were a call-in show only early on Saturday mornings?
2: Yeah, I remember those days.
0: Well, you have grown a bunch. We're going to get you to tell us how many world records have come to your boat, how many anglers that you have had in your boat, and what's happening in Santee Cooper, those lakes, Marion and Moultrie, and the river between
2: these days. How is the fishing down there? The fishing is absolutely phenomenal down here. Matter of fact, there's more fish poundage per cubic acre now than it was six years ago where they took care of the comarants where they were eating fish. Now the poundage of fish has went up in the lake, so fishing is even so much easier here now than it was seven, eight years ago, which seven, eight years ago, was just some of the best fishing in the world here, and it's still going on. We're catching a lot of big fish and all range sizes of fish.
1: Well, and, you know, state record fish come out of these lakes, you know, largemouth bass, catfish, of course, but then, you know, the striped bass fisheries that, that people have gotten to know are because of these lakes. But then there's also white perch, white bass. Now, I want to ask you your, your take on this. There's one fish in America that is divisive in how we pronounce it. Is it a crappie or is it a crappie and how big are they?
2: Well, here, uh, the crappie fishing is really good. I know numbers of crappie guides here and kind of keep up with it. So when my clients don't want to fish for catfish, I refer them to them for the for the crappie, it's nothing for them to catch a three-pound crappie down here. And every single spring, we hear a two or three uh, over five pounds caught here. We- so we we don't only have just big catfish, big strippers. We also got big crappie and huge panfish like the shell cracker. They catch them up over five pounds here every once in a while.
1: What is it about this water that, that leads to so many big fish from so many different species? Because that, that just that's kind of scary to see you know shell crackers that size and crappie that are the size of you know dinner trays. That's a, that's a big fish.
2: Well, what contributes to that? Uh, the upper lake is the number two largest lake in the southeast. Lower Lake is the number four largest lake in the southeast. A lot of anglers that come here, where South Carolina DNR, Department of Natural Resources, done surveys, they said 87% of the people come here only fish the canal because they would see these big, huge lakes and be so intimidated they wouldn't go out on them. And the ones who do venture out there, they open up a whole nother world to their fishing It actually spoils them. But because the lakes are so huge and the upper lake is so full of timber, you can't fish all of it. There's probably 20,000 acres of the upper lake alone that no man can fish. So that's just like having a haven, a refuge for the fish just to eat, sleep, and spawn in. And they claim there are fish here that live their whole life and never even see a hook there's not much fishing pressure here
1: and that's because and you can't fish
2: bigger boats you got a whole world right here (laughs) yeah
1: and you can't fish those other sections because it's shallow and flooded timber is that correct
2: it well it's deep water flooded timber 30 35 foot of water with timber standing uh, stumps literally every 10 foot apart so trying to get a fish out of it is almost impossible so People just don't even try to fish it. They fish around the outer edges and fish the easier stuff.
0: Captain Darrell, tell us about fishing that channel. Um, Is it as good as the lakes have been? It's not oftentimes that you have a captain, that we have a captain on the Carolina Outdoors, say the fishing is better now than it has been in the past 10 years. Um, Would the channel fall under that same... um, that same compliment and um, let's find out what fall is going to look like down there as well.
2: Okay. Uh, each part of the lakes, your shallows, the deep parts and the canal, all those certain areas are seasonal. Fish aren't in those. There's some fish there year-round, but when the fish really move in heavily, for people who want to fish the canal, Springtime in through summer and early fall is really good fishing. And uh, after fall goes by, the fish drop back out of the canals. The majority of them drop back out of the canals, back into the two lakes, and following the bait fish. They'll go into deeper water on the on the lakes and leave the canal. But there's still some fish that stays year-round in that canal. You can catch fish year-round. But the absolute best times, where you're gonna say, Uncle, don't want to wind in another one, that's spring, summer, and early fall. Now the lakes, it depends on what you want to do. The fish right now are starting to move out to shallow waters now, because our water's finally starting to cool down a little bit. They still scattered, but they in transition, starting to move back out deeper. We catching average forty fish a day on drop-offs on the sides of hills from 20 to 40 feet right now. And as the winter goes on, the water get colder, these fish will drop on in a little bit deeper into 50 and 60 foot of water. They'll right. be following the bait fish. They're trying to find warmer water.
1: Now, Captain Darrell, I think we lost you there. Did you say you're bringing in 40 fish a day on the boat?
2: Yeah, I'm, a- I'm averaging over 40 fish a day right now.
0: Well, and just to set that up, if you're just joining us, Captain Daryl Smith from Captain Daryl's Guide Service is joining us uh, with his expertise on the Santee Cooper Lakes with Bill Bartee here, Wes Lawson right there. Captain Daryl's a guide and pro angler um, who has averaged 55,000 pounds plus a year for the past five years straight. He has 23 confirmed world records and has been featured in dozens and dozens of television shows and magazines. And Captain Darrell, you've been down there doing this full-time. And when we say full-time, we mean full-time on these Santee Cooper lakes. Um, How has your life changed over the past 20 years Um, in regards to the world records that have come to your boat, the features, whether it be um, uh, PBS television shows, cable television shows, the magazines, whether they be local or national. Tell us about your life as a guide and captain um, with, with those, uh, you, you know, decades of recognition.
2: Well, it, it's nice to be able to go anywhere I want to go and don't have to be introduced. People recognize me. That That's one thing that really changed. And uh, it's, it, it changed what I've planned on doing when i first started guiding because if you remember 25 years ago i was doing guiding duck hunting i've actually done radio talk shows together while i was in the blind duck hunting and uh i've done some guiding on deer hunting and fishing in other places and uh now i'm stuck here at cnt which (laughs) i don't mind because then i don't have to travel no more but i've been i've become very heavily sought after i run an average of 330 days a year on the water so i'm working harder now than i was in my 20s but enjoying every minute of it because i'm meeting people literally from around the world i take people fishing from 74 different countries in every state in the united states in all walks of life, so it's really interesting meeting all these different people.
0: Well, there is all of that, um, and as you you know, uh, seventy plus countries, every state, every type of person has been on your boat, enjoying uh, anything from a, 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 a you know a brim to a striper to a one hundred pound catfish. But, Captain Darrell, you have always taken a special insight into junior anglers, younger people, boys and girls who were just learning about the outdoors. Do you get that interest in helping young people be introduced to fishing from your time growing up in York County, uh, doing all the outdoor adventures that you were doing back then?
2: Yes, I I really stress this, and I stress it with a whole heart. Get the kids involved In hunting, fishing, hiking, camping Because out there they're not going to have drugs just sitting right there in front of them Introduce them to a world where they will be safer They'll have a whole lot better lifestyle They'll have a lot of peace of mind I've got 16 world records right now with kids under the age of 16 to 8 years old I might not be able to get them on a the world record when they come, but at least I can get them on fishing. Maybe I can embed a seed that when they get up into their upper teenage years and all and early 20s, when the mind goes to rambling, what do I want to do, what do I need to do? Well, instead of being on the streets, hey, I can go fishing. Oh, hey, I can go hunting. Oh, I can go hiking. So introduce the kids to the outdoors, because there's nothing on the streets good for them at all.
0: Well, and as a part of that, I think you offer specials. If you're a paying adult uh, who is out there with Captain Darrell, if if a child is younger than the age of 12, they can be a part of the fishing party um, for free. That's right. Let me ask you about this, Uh, unrelated to young people being out there, but... Um, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you about your alcohol policy. How does uh, Captain Daryl Smith handle catfishing, the Santee Cooper, and all of that, and, um, and the policy of
2: alcohol on board? People have proven to me, even back when I was a contractor, residential contractor, people prove to me that don't everybody drink to get drunk and that they really enjoy ice-cold beer every once in a while when they're out on the water fishing. So I don't mind social drinking a beer only. I've got zero drunk tolerance and zero liquor tolerance. But if you want to bring you two or three beers out on the boat with you to enjoy while you're out there, bring them on. I'm not going to stop you for that there. Just, I ask you to just keep control over it.
1: Now, Captain Daryl, on your website, you have a a, a uh, little paragraph on here, actually it's sort of two, about a distinction between guides and captains. And sometimes yes. I think people use those interchangeably as if they are the same thing. And, in fact, they're not. Can you elaborate on the difference between a fishing guide and a captain, especially uh, fishing the Santee Cooper area?
2: All uh, right. When you go get a guide's license, Uh, You're restricted to three lakes only. You can't go into no kind of river systems, and you can't leave those three lakes that you put down on your license. You're restricted to those three lakes only. And a captain like I am, I can go anywhere in the United States, fish any river, any lake I want, as long as it's open to public water, and I'm legal. So that there's a there's a big difference. The the guides license test don't have all the different questions and different parts of test that a captain's license has to have. I I have all the qualifications to go around the world. But when I got my captain's license I didn't have the three hundred and sixty five days on salt water, so I'm restricted inside the demarcation lines of the United States. That's the boundary of the United States country, and but I can go anywhere in that. I've thought numbers of times about going and getting my restrictions lifted to around the world, plus even get my tow license because I've got enough time pulling barge, pulling and pushing barges too. But when I talk to my insurance agent. That changed my mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that happens. Captain Daryl Smith, we got to do this more often. Um, bringing back memories from 25 years ago, you helped kick off the Carolina Outdoor Program on WBT back then. We want to let all of our listeners out there know CaptainDaryl's.com. That's Captain, spell it out, C A P T A I N Daryl, D A R R Y L S captain Darryls.com is the website he's very active on facebook so you can go over there and check it out or we're going to go a little old-fashioned as well you can call or text the captain 803-367-6275 but you'll find it online just google him he'll pop up Thanks for being on the Carolina Outdoors with it, with us. You can add us to the featured in 59 t- TV shows, 598 magazines, and the Carolina Outdoors. Thanks a bunch, Captain Daryl. Yes, sir, thank you. Off he goes, and off we go. With Wes Lawson, I'm Bill Barti. We're the Outdoor Guys from Jesse Browns here on the Carolina Outdoors.